What's going on, guys? Welcome to this very late episode of the Ready Set Log, Ready Set Log, Ready Set Lag Log podcast. I'm very we're tired today. now. We're, yeah. we're, no, this is a lumberjack podcast now. I do. Well, I do have a lot of flannels. So thank you. Do. Thank you. Do. I do. Well, welcome everybody. We're sorry for uh, the late episode. This episode is literally going to get recorded, edited, and uploaded in the span of maybe an hour, hour and 30 minutes. I'm going to try to try to get this out of here. We were supposed to record this episode yesterday. Uh, I lost track of time, uh, so it could be posted this morning, so on the 4th. Um, but I ended getting up... getting it out. Yeah, we're getting time. it out. We're not... Technically. It's technically the right day, but we are not going to skip the podcast and shoot for Thursday because we committed to two episodes a week. So we're doing two episodes a week. But jumping to the first story of the day, The Last of Us Part 1 is getting slammed on Steam over PC performance issues. I absolutely love the screenshots we're getting out of this. It reminds me of... Oh, dude. <laughs> it reminds me of... Uh, what was it? Assassin's Creed... Um, the co-op Unity. one. Unity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds yeah. me of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the, the low-quality Joel... Oh yeah, I love it. Listen, that is peak male like physique right oh, yeah, there. Yeah. You can't get any better than that. Absolute giga Chad. Yeah, well, that's what Joel is. Giga he Chad. Is, he is. Uh, um, but no, it's got a thirty-three uh, percent on. Uh, Steam. Not, yeah, Steam. Sorry. Um, <laughs> But yeah, people were waiting uh, 2.5 hours for the game to build shaders uh, while crashing in the main menu every five or oh so minutes. Man. One of the most yeah, frustrating experiences I've ever had with a game. And it's a shame because I honestly, I think I could speak for the both of us when I say The Last of Us Part 1 is one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, did that? some people, and it sucks that some people have been waiting for this game to literally play, which I've said a million times one of the greatest games ever made. It's like what top five for me of greatest games. I've said this a million times. And for this mm -hmm. to be their first experience with the game, man, I feel yeah. so bad for you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get kind of it. it it's sort of like uh, how I felt when I got my hands on like cyberpunk. And I'm just like, this is a great game. But my first experience with it has been kind of tarnished because of the performance issues and that, so, that game is, really did turn out to be one of my favorites too cyberpunk cyberpunk was fun yeah i love um, that game uh, fortunately i played it on on pc the i feel so bad for anyone that played it on console well no no, no. Um, it was just uh last rough... gen it was just ps4 and stuff like that if you played it on oh, the, it oh, only... if you, yeah if you played it on current gen you you still had glitches and everything but it wasn't as bad the really really bad glitch glitches were previous were last gen consoles uh okay yeah I gotcha um, um but yeah i just i feel really bad if this is this was your first experience playing the last of us part one um i, I, I feel so sorry because like that's that's awful because this is an amazing game and that, I hate give that it, it was ported so poorly. Don't give up on it. If you've never played it, wait for the patches because I promise you this is one of the games and you'll never hear me say this because usually I would say drop the game, get a refund. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have a PlayStation and you're not going to get a PlayStation, don't refund this game. Wait, because it is worth waiting for it to be fixed. It's one of the greatest <laughs> games of all time. 
Um, but I don't. So the the game was ported by Iron uh, Galax. Those are the people who uh, did the Metroid Prime Remastered, which my wife is playing currently, um, and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. So they've ported two pretty solid outings. So I don't know. Like what exactly? Yeah, especially yeah. because the game's not new, right? It's not like a new. You know, how like sometimes games, game companies, when they're going to release something on like last gen or PC, like they'll hire another company to port it while they work on the main release. Yeah, the yeah. The game's been out the... for a long time. Yeah, which it makes I don't know. This honestly, this this really brings up like a good um, topic of just like because I've noticed in a lot of recent years that. Uh, for some reason, um, ports have just in general been doing very poorly. Mm -hmm. I remember like a really bad one was when um, Batman Arkham Knight came out. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I got it originally on the PS4. Loved it. Fantastic game. But anyone that got the PC port, it it was absolutely dog water. Like, it was bad. Um, but... Um, yeah, I think they also, uh, I think Rocksteady uh, brought in a third party to port that for them as well. But yeah, like it's just, I don't know. It seems like there's this weird trend of uh, porting games and they just come out bad. Yeah, I don't know if it's because they don't do it themselves or, but I mean, like I said, this, com this company ported over Metroid Prime Remastered and it was great. And Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, which was great. So I don't so know. The experience, yeah, the I don't experience know and wrong. the talent is there. Like we, those are people who know what they're doing. Yeah. So like, what exactly happened? Um, this, you know, it's it's another reason why we really uh, should get a developer yeah. on the show to to just talk with them about. I don't this even kind of know stuff. what goes what goes on with like porting a game. Like what's the what's the process of that? I would mm -hmm. like to know. And like, what, is it more complicated than actually making the game? Because uh, it seems like it with how buggy ports tend to be. Yeah, we'll have to let's figure that out. We'll have to ask that question. Yep. Uh, but moving on to the next story here, which is painful for me. Mm -hmm. PlayStation VR two is apparently selling really badly. So. I just want to say this before we even get into the article, right? Companies have to start stop trying to make this whole metaverse thing real, right? Like, mm -hmm. VR is great, and if you don't have a VR headset, it is 110% worth getting. It, it's a fun way to play games, but that's what VR is, consumer level. It is to play games. It is not to live some virtual life unless you play um, VR chat, but it's to play games. Yeah, I mean, if you can afford it, according to the article here, um, one of the big issues with this was the fact that uh, the VR headset um, is like more expensive than even the PS5 console uh, with a recommended retail price of $549 for the VR headset and controllers. It is, it uh, is expensive, but and, I will say that it is a awesome headset though. So, yeah, well, and then they do mention like right now, like with like 
the the current climate of everything that's going on with uh you know like lots of layoffs and inflation um it's just in, in terms of like saving money to to get something like this it's very difficult for uh, your average consumer to get their hands on it so well i know um, that they're expected to sell 270,000 units by the end of March and they were expecting to sell 2 million during the headsets launch quarter. So here's what I'll say again about VR. Number one, like I said, stop trying to make the metaverse a thing, right? Focus on making a headset that works well for games and focus on games. Don't focus on all the other nonsense, right? Um, but also it is true you need to make the technology and even if you have to sit on it for a while to make it affordable right that's what i like about the uh like the quest 2 right it's very affordable 299 um it's an awesome headset so but once again playstation if playstation really wanted to move forward the metaverse they would have made playstation work with like the meta quest like if they really wanted to push that and then come out with an even better headset for around the same price point. But they just locked it in. You can only use the PlayStation VR for PlayStation. So if you want to play it, you have to buy their headset, which is why they can pretty much charge whatever they want. Um, well, <clears throat> yeah, well, like with right now, with how poorly they are selling, um, I, I don't know, man. I might expect them to considerably drop the price, you know. Uh, not... I too soon but eventually. yeah i don't i don't know what their markup is for it though that's the thing because making mm -hmm. vr headsets are is expensive so i don't know yeah. and i know with consoles like microsoft and sony they take a loss on selling the consoles they sell them for cheaper than they make them so so people will buy them and then pay for the subscriptions and games and all that kind of stuff that's how they make their money so I don't know if they're doing the same thing with a VR headset or they're trying or they're not treating the headset kind of like a console ish, right? With its I mean, like you said, it's more expensive. Um, but maybe they're marking it up so they make more money off of it. I don't know. Um but yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh what they do if they lower the price. I will say though, if you have if you don't have a VR headset, it is amazing. So there's a announced a price cut on the Quest 2. So go snag one. It's a really, really fun. I haven't got to play any VR games with, with like friends yet because not a lot of people I know have VR headsets. But it is really, really fun. So give so it a try. You're like, <coughs> Nicholas. <coughs> yeah, get a VR headset. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll keep an eye on that, see if they do end up dropping the price on all that kind of stuff, and we'll, we'll definitely uh, let you guys know. But this is something, this next article from Video Game Chronicle was something that I wasn't even aware of that happened. So Activision... Yeah, kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, Activision Blizzard. Well, I knew about like them getting sued, or not sued, but like the acquisition getting blocked. That's the last thing I heard from Activision Blizzard. I didn't know the U.S. Justice Department sued them for suppressing esports wages. That's how you know esports is on the come up, by the way. The Justice mm -hmm. Department's getting involved. But yeah, so Activision Blizzard has been sued by the U.S. Justice Department for alleged antitrust, antitrust 
violations related to its esports business. So that's the COD League and Overwatch League. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even know they did this. The complaint, which was filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Columbia, accuses Activision and the independently owned teams in its esports leagues of implementing a competitive balance tax des- designed to penalize teams if players' compensation exceeds a threshold set by the game maker. So basically, if a team, which I know this is what they would do, if a team had a huge backer, right, and the backer was like, I want the best players, and you can pay them whatever you want. So they would go around everywhere recruiting the best players, paying them a bunch of money, and then the game would be unbalanced, right? The You would always have one team winning. Yeah. I get that. But at the same time, if somebody wants to pump all their money into an esports team, which, by the way... An esports organization, none of them make money, by the way. They all lose money. There is not one profitable esports team or organization out there. I think, well, 100 Thieves just laid a bunch of people off. But they get money from sponsorships and like 100 Thieves where you have to make basically a clothing brand to be able to kind of counterbalance how much money you're spending. If somebody wants to throw that money away, let them. Because here's the thing. It's not going to be unbalanced forever because eventually they're going to run out of money. Because like I said, they're not making a bunch of money. So, right. So it has to come like the money that they do make has to come from stuff like merch. Yeah. They've got to do something. So if if a a multimillionaire wants to back a team and pay for shroud to come out of retirement (laughs) for, CSGO then you know whatever by the way I've been playing so much CSGO um, yeah it's a problem but yeah so I didn't know I didn't know about this uh, yeah. they did settle um, the Justice Department has reportedly agreed with, to a settlement with Activision Blizzard a spokesperson for the game's pu- publisher provided Video Game Chronicle with the following statement <clears throat> <laughs> Activision Blizzard Esports is committed to being a leader in the esports industry and creating opportunities for players to earn fair pay and benefits. When we launched the Overwatch and Call of Duty leagues, we wanted to create viable career opportunities for the players requiring minimum minimum salaries and mandatory benefits as a part of player contracts. As a league, we also wanted our products to be competitive, so we carefully designed and implemented the competitive balance tax. We have always believed and still believe that the competitive balance tax was lawful and it did not have an adverse impact on player salaries. The tax was never levied and the leagues voluntarily dropped it from our rules in 2021. We remain committed to a player ecosystem with fair pay and health care and continue to have the best restrictive player mobility compensation system across all major esports leagues. Video games and esports are among the most popular and fastest growing forms of entertainment in the world today. And professional esports players, like all workers, deserve the benefits of comp- competition for their services. Activision's conduct prevented that from happening, said Jonathan Cantor, assistant attorney general of the. Ju- Wait. Oh, this is uh, this is a separate thing. Oh, is oh wait, no, <clears throat> no, it's not. No, it's, it's it's part of the. Yeah, I was thinking it's part of the article. 
Conduct prevented that from happening, said John Cantor, Assistant Attorney General of the Justice Department Antitrust Division. Today's lawsuit makes it clear that the Antitrust Division remains committed to protecting workers across all types of industries from anti-competitive conduct. Well? I mean, you know, as long as, like, the, the oh, players that, are being... Sorry, this is important. The Antitrust oh, Division has also filed a proposed consent decree related to its concerns pending court approval. It would forbid Activision from imposing rules that would limit player comp uh, compensation or that would penalize teams for playing players above a certain amount in wages. So they just got rid of it. Yeah, I don't know. It's like... It's crazy when you have to get the U.S. Um, Justice Department involved because well, you're not gonna treat your players fairly. Although it doesn't really uh, surprise me that much after um, what happened with uh, I mean, you remember what happened with the whole like Blitz Chung thing? Yeah, he got. I don't think oh, it was ahead. necessarily about them not wanting them to get paid. I think it was just about, they want it to be exciting and competitive. And they know if one team comes in and just pays, say, oh, we'll double everybody's salary. If they come over here, all the good players are going to leave. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to keep it fair. So I, so they're trying to keep it balanced. Yeah. So I get that. I just don't, it's, that's not going to work. So, yeah. you know, I don't know who wins there, to be honest with you. Yeah. The players, because they can get paid more, but I don't, like, eh. Yeah, I mean, as long as everyone's getting treated fairly and everything <clears throat> is as balanced as it can get, we're happy. Now to being unhappy. Yeah. Which we kind of saw this coming. We saw the writing on the walls. <clears throat> Moment of silence. Thank you. E3 2023 has been canceled. I yeah. knew I'm sad about it. Mm-hmm. But you could see it coming from a mile away. You really could. Uh, so <clears throat> everybody dropped after, off. Yeah, everybody yeah, saw shortly, it coming. Shortly after Ubisoft, what was it? Sega and then Tencent just pulled out of the pulled out of the event and then I mean, what honestly? What is there left now that uh, like all it, the the console like makers and like Ubisoft, I think it would be Sega, indie companies. It would just be indie companies, which is I mean, that's that worth having a show, yeah. But yeah, not the size and scope of E three of what they were trying to put on. So yeah, it's. But I will say in this article by Polygon, Reed Pop and ESA said they will continue to work together on future E three events. So they'll probably try again next year. Um, mm -hmm. We'll see, but man. I don't know. Like I, what, what do you think? And man, do you think that? Uh, <clears throat> I mean, uh, they're trying to keep hope alive that E three can come back and be this amazing event like it once was. But I don't know. Man. I I feel like even if they do bring it back, it's not. It's never going to be the, the same. It's not going to be like it. it no, was. I don't think um, it will be. If even if if it comes back at all, to be honest, I'm not even sure if I think I think will. there's a world where it can come back. It just would be a lot smaller of scope and maybe just like an online style. Because you'll have people watch it just because of the name E3. Yeah, but I don't think it will ever be. We'll never see another game 
style expo that's the size that E3 used to be. It'll never happen. Yeah, it's breaking out into like smaller groups here and there. With, Which sucks. Uh, the, yep, you got the Ubisoft Forward and now PlayStation Showcase and Nintendo Direct. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like the, it, it feels like the like the E3 like era is just over. dead and it's gone. Dude. Be, it's just a shadow. It's just gonna be a shadow of its former self. I don't get... really see. I don't really see a big comeback. I don't see anything like unless these other companies are just really incentivized with something to to rejoin E3. Then, um, yeah, we can't really expect it to be like it once was. We're just gonna get crappy Ubisoft forward events. Yep, so. like little <laughs> state of plays. Sam Fisher adjust dance, baby. And horrible state of plays, which they do sometimes halfway decent state of plays. But yeah, we're just gonna get bite sized little thirty minute streams instead of everybody getting their stuff ready. And one one time a year, we just get a massive show, and that's I I looked forward to those. But you know, we we yeah, we, we saw this coming. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. It's still sad, though. But yeah. this was a quick episode. Uh, we wanted sure to was. get you guys these articles. Um, the Thursday episode will still be on time. Uh, we apologize for this one being so late. Uh, I do have to say this because I said I would. Uh, today, March 4th, I watched KT's live stream. Oh. And I learned a lot about golf. Right? I oh, didn't know that the term par for the course was a golf term. He, no idea. You didn't? You no didn't idea. Nope. Didn't know. I learned, though. Learned in KT right. stream today. So make sure you well, guys watch that guy. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything else? <clears throat> Um, uh, you know, if you guys, uh, enjoy the podcast, but you don't quite have the attention span, uh, to sit through an entire episode, which if you're here, then you probably do, but spread the word to your friends that don't, that, uh, we have a YouTube channel where we take segments of the podcast and just post them online in more smaller digestible forms of content. Jared, you do an excellent job editing our videos. I also, um, you get to see my lovely whatever game I'm playing, gameplay in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually Doing it's pretty bad. A terrific job. Yeah, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, you uh, check that out. Jared works very hard on it. He's doing a good job. Very proud of you. And then also head on to the website, readysetlag.com. Shoot us an email, uwu at readysetlag.gg if you have any questions, concerns, comments, want to tell us how great we're doing. And the most important thing, though, is to always remember that we love you. We love you so much. Bye.